Get your Bibles open quickly. I want to I have a few moments tonight to brag on the mercy of God. Amen? I believe there's some people that want to brag on his mercy. But I want to give you uh, a quick word tonight before we do. I know that we've got a few people for sure. They're going to say what the Lord has showed them last few days about his mercy. Amen? How many are thankful for his mercy? Amen? Amen. If you weren't here this morning or you were in Sunday school or... Or nursery, I just want to just give a 30-second, um, although you can hear it online, 30-second review of what I said this morning. The closer I get to the Lord, the closer I get to his return, the more I realize it's nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's nothing but the mercy of God, and it's nothing but his grace. Amen? That's all it is. We are at his mercy, and he is a merciful God. And tonight, if you didn't, like I said, if you weren't here this morning, if you want to read it again, read Psalms 103 and look at his mercy, how it's from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Amen. I want to uh, give a quick um, up prophetic update um, and remind you tonight that, that uh, we are still in the times of, uh, of the moments of prophecy being fulfilled very heavily. Amen. I don't want us to lose sight of that uh, because some of us thought we might be gone already. Amen. The return of Christ is still imminent. It's still at any moment. And uh, I want to uh, share something with you if you'll go to 2 Peter chapter 3. We've been there before. But I want to say quickly as you're getting there just to remind you there's, some, there's a lot of dates uh, of things happening this month that are that are uh, very interesting. And then, of course, there's some things that have never happened before that are going on this month. And so we know um, we need to be watching, praying, paying attention to the things that are happening around the world. Um, we know things have already happened very prophetically in our nation. And um, some of the things coming up, just to throw them out, uh, if you didn't catch any of these, if you haven't been in any of our End Times forums or anything, um, like I said, this is just a prophecy update uh, that the 20th, which is today's the 20th or tomorrow? Today. Today, today to the 26th is sponsored by the World Council of Churches. Um, the World Week for Peace in Palestine, Israel. Now that sounds good, amen. But there's a lot of prophetic and, and spiritual uh, aspect to that. Tomorrow is the UN International day of peace and it's it, it, there's a great possibility they've been talking uh i think thursday was the 15th was thursday the 15th is that right what was what day was the 15th tuesday tuesday started these meetings at the un so they've already been meeting this is the 70th congress of the un united nations in new york and they've been talking about things and how many know they're not letting everything out what's being talked about um, but there's a possibility that they are trying very hard to, to do that deal with um, the Palestine, Palestinians and Israelites, or they're working on that. I mean, you know, that's very big in Bible prophecy, that they're meeting right now. And uh, I, I saw something this afternoon that said, and I didn't get a chance to check the source real good, but it's interesting at least, that they are talking about putting the flag of the Vatican at the U.N., Yes, that's crazy, okay? 
Y'all can check that out for yourself, but I thought that was very interesting. Um, the 23rd, obviously, Wednesday, is the date that CERN has been talking about everything they've been talking about. Uh, 23rd, obviously, is Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement in the Jewish calendar, the holiest day of the year. And that same day, the 23rd, is the day that Pope Francis is supposed to be at the White House to meet with our president. And uh, that's very, very interesting. Then the following day, the 24th, he's supposed to meet at the joint session of the U.S. Congress. That has never happened. Okay, those are things to be watching for. And in case you don't know, church, um, it is very, very possible, and I believe that, that the uh, Pope is the false prophet of the book of Revelation. That's why all this stuff is so evident and so important of why he's here at this time. 25th to the 27th, the United Nations will be launching a brand new sustainable development agenda called the 2030 Agenda. If you haven't read that, it's online. And uh, they're already talking about a lot of stuff there that's very interesting. And then finally, the 28th uh, is the last blood moon, a man of the blood moons, which is also a super moon. And it is also the only time of all these blood moons that Israel will see it. That's very interesting. I want to show you tonight in 2 Peter chapter 3 something interesting. I'm going to take just a minute on this. We, we, we were talking about the feast that are, we're on right now. Feast of Trumpets was last week. Feast of, uh, or Day of Atonement is Wednesday. And then uh, Day of Tabernacles is the 28th. We are in the fall feast of the Bible out of Leviticus 23. And look at what it says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse I want to start in verse 3. We've read this before. Knowing the first, the scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? So since, for since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget that by the work of, word of God, the heavens of old were made and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Watch this. But beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Now, right before I read the next verse, he's talking in verse five about the flood, correct? Everybody sees that he's talking about the flood. He's talking about Noah. Talking about biblical times there, very important. The earth has been destroyed there. He mentions that. And then I want you to think about this and re- remind you of this. We've been talking in the Bible about cycles and jubilee years. Now, Wednesday, exactly Wednesday, on Day of Atonement, will start a jubilee year. Okay? This is important. Last week, when Feast of Trumpets ended and the moon came out, the jubilee year did not start yet. That's very important. And this is called the 10 days of awe, 10 days of repentance. Okay? And so there's a break there because the, it's, it normally, if it was just a normal year and it wasn't a jubilee year, it's different. When it's coming up to a jubilee year, the 50th year, it holds off and it's called the super shemitah. Okay? We know the shemitah is the seventh year. If anybody's been, been around, this is very important, seventh year. And then obviously when you have seven of those times seven, it's 49. And the 50th year is Jubilee. 
But if it was just a seventh year without it being a year of Jubilee, it's just a Shemitah year. But this year, because we're going into a Jubilee year, it's a super Shemitah year. Okay? More, more, more emphasis on it. Now, here's what's interesting. Genesis 6, and you can look at that later if you remember, God said, my spirit will, will not strive with man forever, but it will be for 120 years. How many remember that? Now, from this moment, if we read right here in verse 4 and 5, it says again, where's the promise of his coming? And he talks about creation. He talks about uh, the heavens of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water and by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. That's very important. In verse 6, he says that, that this, the old earth perished. Okay? That means a new beginning happened when the flood happened. Y'all with me? Now watch this. Since the flood, every 49 years, the 50th year is Jubilee. If you go back to that day of the flood and you count forward every 50th Jubilee year and you do 50 Jubilee years times 120, how many years does that come out to? Anybody good at math? 6,000. So we are coming up Wednesday on the 120th Jubilee year. So think about that. That's very significant. And we know as well as all these other signs, this is the 120th since the flood. Okay, that's important. It said right there, something new began, something new happened. Now this is what I want you to see. Verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the Christians first, and then, of course, anybody out that's not saved, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to what? God doesn't want any of them to perish, and he wants us all to come to repentance. Since Feast of Trumpets, this last week, we have been biblically in a time of repentance. And if you think about your own walk and your own life, when you think about the imminence of Christ and you think about the fact that he can come back at any time, what has that done for us? That has caused us to look inward. That has caused us to pray. That has caused us to, to look in the mirror. That has caused us to, to uh, really search our hearts and make sure that our hearts are right with God. Amen? I don't think there's anybody in here that hasn't done that. And even... Some have done that to the, to the extreme of, of hurting yourself or stressing yourself or, or feeling inadequate. And that's why I preached the message I did this morning. For you to realize that, that it's not for us to hurt ourselves, it's for us to look inward. But it's also to put our eyes on the cross. And realize that no matter how much we repent, and no matter how much we pray, and no matter how much we change, we're still not good enough without the cross. We never take our eyes off what Jesus did on the cross. Amen. Amen. That's the key. So we come to this time, and I think it's interesting that in 2 Peter chapter 3, he's talking about his return. He's talking about a day we're living in where everybody's saying, hey, man, he hasn't come yet. Or, man, how come he didn't come then? Or how co-? You know, All these people are saying these things, it's, and it's in the air. But he says, I have not come yet because I am not a person who wants to catch anybody off guard. He says, I want everybody to be saved. I don't want any to perish and that all should come to repentance. Amen. Now I want you to go quickly to Leviticus. We're going to close tonight. This is just a quick uh, 
prophet, prophecy update and, and show you something that I didn't tie together myself, but I thought was interesting. Leviticus 23 is the feast we know, and Leviticus 25, I want you to look there and see something interesting. Now again, never have I ever said one time in all these teachings a day or an hour that Jesus was coming. I've never said that. All I've done as your pastor is tell you to be watching and to be ready and to show you how things are lining up and to show you how some of these things make sense and to show how there's all these convergences and that God does speak to us through signs and through the sun and the moon and the stars and how if you really look at all this, it really makes sense. It really lines up. God's a God of order. Amen? So what we see in Leviticus 25, watch this. We knew Feast of Trumpets ended last week. But let's look at um, verse 4. It says, but in the seventh, let's look at verse 3. Six years you shall sow your field. Six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. In our, in our days, work. But in the seventh year there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall neither sow your field nor prune your vineyard. Now that's what's called the Shemitah year in Hebrew. Now go down to verse 8. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years. At, and the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you 49 years. I'm not real good at math, but I can do seven times seven. Thank God. Amen. So we see seven times seven, 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 seven years seven uh, Sabbath days, so to speak, times seven cycles of seven years is 49 years. And then it says, then, watch this, you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the seventh month. On the what? Day of atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty through all the land to all its inhabitants. And it shall be a jubilee for you. And each of you shall return to his possession. And each of you shall return to his family. Amen. That 50th year shall be a jubilee to you. In it you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord nor gather the fruits, the grapes of your untended vine. For it is the jubilee, it shall be holy to you. You shall eat its produce, produce from the field. And in the year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. Amen? So the interesting thing there, church, is there's trumpets there. We've talked a lot about the Feast of Trumpets. And the possibility of that last trump that 1 Corinthians talks about. Amen? Because we're, we're, not, we're not naming a date or naming a time, but we're saying, Lord, we're watching. We're waiting. We're looking. Now I want to close in Romans 13 if you'll go there. And I want to have some people brag on the mercy of God. Amen? amen. Romans 13. Give me an amen when you get there. Amen. Did everybody catch what I said about the Jubilee years? Did I leave anybody behind on that? 120 cycles of 50 equals 6,000. And we are in the year 6,000. 6,001 some say, but I know that that little margin of error... Who knows, right? I just know we're close. 
I just know that the way things are looking right now, we've got to be watching more than we've ever watched in our lives. Amen? And what? Be excited. Be excited because we're, we're, I hope Wednesday night's message. If you weren't here Wednesday night, it's online. It's already up. Goes and talk about what we're going to do in heaven. Amen. Amen. Now, right before I read this, I want to tell you something. I want to, actually, I'm going to save that for last. Remind me in a second. That I'll start the, the bragging off on the mercy of God, okay? Just remind me, because I'll forget if I don't. Just shout that out at me. Romans 13. How many, how many want to know tonight that your heart is ready and right with God? Amen. I want to show you something in the scriptures, how you can know. How you can be at peace in your heart. Verse 8. Romans 13. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there's any other commandments, all are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Did you see that? Love is the fulfillment of the law. If you're here tonight and you don't love people, say, God, help me love people. Amen? Help me love people. Give me your love. And hopefully, like I talked about this morning, when you really look inward and you realize how, lo- how much he loves you, you will love others. And if you feel like someone's done you wrong or someone gets on your nerves or someone bothers you, you go to Matthew 5, 7. It says, they that are merciful shall obtain mercy. Amen. We need to, we, we, we need to give off what we want to receive. Amen. So love is humongous. You need to be filled with the love of the Lord. Look at verse 11. Y'all with me? We just, we just saw there real quick what we're supposed to do. Love. Isn't that awesome that you can cry out to mercy and love people and you can know that that, that covers a multitude of sins. Amen. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. And, and if you weren't here this morning or you're in Sunday school, nursery, I said, can you imagine if we were going to die tonight at 12 o'clock and our soul was going to be required of us if we had to go fix everything in our life that needed to be fixed by midnight? None of us would go to heaven. Say, but God. But God. Amen. That's where we look at the mercy. That's where we run to the mercy seat. Now watch this. And do this. Do what? Do what? Love who? Knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day. Not in reverie and drunkenness. Not in lewdness and lust. Not in strife and envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. That's the answer. Amen? 
That's the answer. Put on Christ. And wherever you lack or feel you lack or feel that you're, you're, you're not good enough, you put on Christ. You say, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus. Whenever Satan comes and tries to lie to you and tell you that you're not worthy, you say, I plead the blood of Jesus. Because he's a liar. He's the father of all lies. Amen? Now, I don't need you to remind me. I'm going to remind myself. 